Arecchio arranged for a car to pick us up from the motel and drive us to the Marathon Flight Strip Airport, probably because it was smaller than Miami or Fort Lauderdale and easier to make last-minute accommodations that wouldn't require questions the FBI wasn't interested in answering. As soon as we boarded the Gulfstream 5 jet, I had a sneaking suspicion there might be more going on than I'd anticipated. I'd originally called Arecchio because he's my only FBI contact and had access to information the local PD didn't. The transport itself had all my internal alarm bells going off. The Gulfstream 5 is a business aircraft, often used for military missions or to get the higher-ups from place to place. Because it's equipped with enhanced weather radar and all manner of military communication equipment to provide secure voice and data capability, it didn't seem reasonable that this particular mode of transport was necessary, given the fact that one of the smaller Cessna Citation jets would have worked just as well to schlep a detective and his secretary from Florida to Detroit. We were ushered inside by a crisply dressed male flight attendant who got both Carla and I seated in swiveling recliners across from one another with a small table in between. The decor was beige leather and polished wood and a couch sat across the aisle from us along one side of the plane. Four more recliners sat empty near the cockpit. We were offered refreshments, which we both declined and left alone for a few minutes before Arecchio emerged from what I assumed was a rear compartment with sleeping quarters. Dex? He offered me his hand. The colors of his emotional palette were a frenetic mix of nervous energy against a black background that made him more difficult to read. I could see the dark green I usually associate with ambition. A deep purple that felt like frustration. And a dull, dingy yellow that put me on alert because it bled into a fiery red-orange I associated with self-serving need for action. Good to see you, Orecchio. Hey, how'd we rate this fancy ride? I figured now was as good a time as any to let him know I was paying attention. He shrugged amiably and held a hand out to Carla. Call me Joe. I'm Carla. Thanks for arranging this. Orecchio motioned for us to sit then took the couch across from us. I'm sure you'll be happy to get home after all the hubbub. Joe, can we skip the niceties and get down to finding out what you know? And then, I assume, having you shrewdly question us about whatever it is you don't know, but think we do. If we get that stuff out of the way, I can drink myself into a fitless slumber and be fresh as a daisy by the time we land. So your 11-hour fitless slumber last night wasn't refreshing enough? You might have had an 11-hour slumber last night, Carla. But after you nodded off and started sawing logs, I stayed up and thought about some things. Things like 
why the FBI wasn't able to locate a shack in the middle of the Everglades with a damn satellite dish sitting right next to it. Seems to me someone dropped the ball somewhere, or punted it into the weeds on purpose. Maybe the FBI managed to get a track on Lorenzo's phone. Maybe they didn't. But even if the bumbling feds didn't find him all the months he was out there, it kind of feels weird that no forest rangers stumbled across him. If that little plaque I read on the wall of the Welcome Center last night is accurate, there's plenty of oil drilling going on out there. You telling me that in all the time the nut job was hanging out in his shack, none of those environmental groups saw anything. What about all the biologists trudging around out there keeping track of the endangered stuff? No one from Florida's Fish and Wildlife Safety. Not one person happened upon a satellite dish propped up against a shack in the middle of nowhere and thought to themselves, Huh, that's odd. Arecchio was smiling like a guy who seemed happy about being figured out. That didn't sit well with me. You knew he was out there. I'm not at liberty to share all the details surrounding this investigation, Detective Morneau. Oh, so now it's Detective Morneau. Dex circled the drain around the time I figured out you were full of shit, huh? I turned around in my chair. Where's the waiter? I think I'd like to start that drinking I alluded to a little earlier than planned. Oh, great. Carla swiveled in her chair, looking away from me as Arecchio flipped open a panel on the arm of the couch, hit a button, and instantly the flight attendant emerged from the rear of the plane. I didn't give him time to inquire. Scotch, neat, bring the bottle. It'll save you a bunch of walking back and forth. When the flight attendant returned with the glass and bottle, I grabbed both. This flight will be an easy one for you, Skippy. I'll do my own pouring. As soon as he'd retreated to wherever flight attendants retreat, Arecchio started in. Dex, here's what I need. Tell me everything that happened out there, and save me the bullshit story you told the Hicks. I need to know everything Rios said, and whatever happened thereafter, since there isn't enough of him left to supply those details. Carla looked at me and opened her mouth. When I shook my head, she pursed her lips together, but didn't seem all that pleased about it. Now why would we do that, Joe? I'm not saying we have any valuable information to share, but if we did, why would we share it with someone who knew that asshole was out there and didn't tell us? When I asked you specifically where he might be, Arecchio stood up and walked to a cabinet, opened it, and retrieved an empty glass. He held a second one out and looked at Carla. Sure, why not? It sounds like it's already in the shitter anyway. He poured a couple fingers in both glasses and handed one to Carla before returning to the couch. We believe there's a good chance Miss Rios, I'm sorry, Miss Danning, is either in possession of a considerable amount of stolen funds or knows where those funds might be. Carla downed her drink in one gulp, and I finished my drink and poured another. Do you now? Well, that would certainly be an interesting turn of events. Wait, Mr. Joe, I... I quickly reached over the table and put a finger to Carla's lips. I'm going to advise you to keep your word hole closed for the remainder of this flight, Buttercup, because I suspect this conversation is being recorded. If you choose to ignore this advice... Consider yourself unemployed. Effective the moment your first utterance escapes that pretty thing you use to match appropriate adjectives with verbs and nouns. Are we clear?
Carla stared at me with a look that suggested an orifice into which I might shove my pithy remarks. But the fact that she merely nodded told me she understood the gravity of the situation. Had Arecchio not been sitting across from us, I might have stood up and done my first happy dance, because it was the only time in recorded history that I'd been able to quickly and effectively shut the woman up. Damn it, Dex, I'm trying to help you here. No, I suspect what you're doing is trying to cover your ass, or someone else's. But unless this exchange involves absolutely no repercussions for both Carla and I, for any number of wrongdoings that may or may not have occurred in those woods, I'm afraid we're going to have to respectfully ask you to fuck off. Drink two went down a lot smoother than drink one, and I sent a silent note of thanks to Uncle Sam for stocking the bar with top-shelf stuff. Okay, let me put it this way. Recchio stopped for a minute, obviously trying to decide how to effectively parse his words. I, we, don't care about the money. Where it is, how much, what you might have spent it on, like paying off a bar note. Oh, fuck me to tears. Recchio smiled at her outburst. What I need to know is... Do you know where the money came from? Have you ever seen or do you have in your possession any paperwork? She has no paperwork. She doesn't know anything about where it came from other than the fact that she uncovered a line of credit Rios took out under the business name where he was doing a little fancy footwork. I looked over at Carla and she nodded in agreement. Arecchio had already started nodding when I mentioned the line of credit. We knew about that. So he had no files at home that you squired away. And before you answer, let me say that your house in Hamtrak and the storage facility you rented have both been searched. Carla's eyes narrowed. I see. And just how many of my constitutional rights did you have to bend over the kitchen table and tenderly minister to without the benefit of lubrication in order to make that happen? I won't fire you for that excited utterance, Carla, because, frankly... It was beautiful, but no more talking. I turned my attention back to Arecchio. You've got everything we know. Sorry we couldn't be more helpful. Now tell me why you idiots not only knew about the psycho hiding in the woods, but didn't inform Carla that her life might be in imminent danger. I have a feeling our local affiliate would love one of those feel-good, our government fucked over another citizen stories for the five o'clock news. Carla here cleans up nice. Don't let the cheap Disney swag fool you. She'll look real pretty in HD. Damn it, Dex. You know I'm gonna need more than that if you want what I've got. I have to take something back to my superiors. Something that amounts to a good faith effort on your part. Good faith meaning a reason we'd be willing to keep our mouths shut about the stuff you haven't told us yet. Arecchio sighed. But I took note of the fact that he didn't answer out loud in the affirmative. Okay, how's this? We killed both those men out there in the woods. The sip that Carla had just taken sprayed all over the table between us and dribbled down her shirt. She set the glass down, began wiping the puddle from Minnie Mouse's face, and casually asked, Do they wear orange jumpers in women's prison, or am I going to have to wear one of those god-awful black-and-white striped numbers? Recchio looked relieved. Cared to elaborate? I didn't particularly care to, but I did. I told him exactly what happened as best as I could recall, minute by minute, only leaving out Carla's amusing bathroom break. Mainly because when I got to that point in the story, 
She gave me a look that suggested all bets were off regarding the no-speaking rule if I shared her moment of toileting shame with the FBI. When he had everything he needed, I decided to leave him and whatever might be listening with a warning. So, you got what you wanted, and I gave it in good faith. But we've got a nice case of self-defense going for us, and I'm sure a jury of our peers would lean our way, given enough tears from my secretary here. So why don't you tell us what the idiots in D.C. don't want anyone to know about their connection with the Rios mess? Because it's clear there's a connection in there, somewhere. My ass isn't numbing in this cozy, free-range leather chair for nothing. Arecchio scooted forward and tented his fingers beneath his chin, resting his elbows on his knees. I know you well enough to know you're not going to like this much, Dex. Oh, I think that goes without saying. Early on, in order to acquire the name recognition they needed to establish themselves as players, Rioval Capital joined the joint venture team of Projected Resources, Inc. and Fleur Corp., one of the world's largest engineering and construction companies. Being a smaller protege company with high-stakes mentors enabled them to take advantage of the Small Business Administration's program, which is basically designed to help smaller firms compete for federal contracts. The phrase federal contracts made my already irritated sphincter clench. I think Arecchio got that because he shook his head as he continued. The contracts in question were to maintain and eventually deactivate thousands of temporary homes being given to homeowners displaced in hurricanes. Oh, God. We're talking about FEMA shit, aren't we? Turns out, a lot of these contracts were awarded to companies with questionable financial standing and, in a few cases, questionable business acumen. Because there was a low minimum contract buy-in of 500000 FEMA says they didn't consider it a risk if there was any contractor default. While I knew that whatever our FBI guy was saying had to be publicly accessible knowledge, if he was deigning to share it, Carla seemed dumbfounded. In what universe is 500000 considered a low number? Arecchio shrugged. Most of the bids involved unrealistically low prices, which would garner the contractor little profit. Some contracts had just the opposite. Ridiculously high line-item pricing. FEMA passed the buck, saying the Defense Contract Audit Agency did the financial assessments, and the rules for federal acquisition don't preclude them from awarding contracts at below market rate. We'll get it on the cheap and charge you up the ass. I think that's what it says below the Washington Monument. I might be paraphrasing. Anyway, go on. This is riveting stuff. I refilled both their glasses before sliding mine across the table and drinking straight from the bottle. Arecchio sat back and rubbed his face. Originally, the budget for these contracts was $400 million. To date, they ballooned to around $3.4 billion. Well, that's beautiful. Just beautiful. No offense, Joe, but you guys are a useless, despicable lot. You know that? $3.4 billion spent on toxic formaldehyde boxes that are either sitting in storage facilities gathering dust or making the people who were lucky enough to get one pretty damn sick. Yep, old Uncle Sam will be paying litigation fees for this crap-tastrophe for years to come. But here you are trying to mitigate the losses and cover your ass by chasing down those you might be able to get money back from. 
once you locate their metaphorical fontanelle. That about cover it? When Carla looked from me to him like she wasn't pulling it all together, I summed things up. So what you're telling us is, Rios pocketed a shitload of money by fudging the numbers on government contracts. Arecchio reverted to his stiff FBI demeanor. He and others, yes. Others meaning Carringer and Sandoval. I wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. When Arecchio nodded, Carla shook her head vigorously. Mm-mm, I don't see Mark doing something like this. Mercedes, yes, but not him. What he does or doesn't know remains to be seen. Arecchio stood and stretched, then bent to stare out one of the windows. Another hour and we'll be in Detroit. You two relax. I've got some work to go over. You need anything, just press that red button in the console of your armrest. Why do I get the feeling you haven't exactly shared everything with the class, Joe? It was a rhetorical question, but when he ignored it completely, I had my answer. 